new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. the Bellarmine now. Week from tonight, season opener. Uh, we'll shift the, uh, the focus to that. So any questions? Um, I guess, Hop, if you want to give a statement on, questions. on the week ahead, <laughs> you can, but we just got Late the night. win last night, so open it up for questions. Did you have a chance to go over the film? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anything that uh, jumped out after, you, after watching it? Yeah, you know what we've we got we 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 put them on the line 23 times. We've got to do a better job of defending without fouling. Post defense was a little shaky. Um, we were going to play Frank around 10 minutes last night without Braxton. That's in our other exhibitions of scrimmage. We had trouble there too, so we got to clean that up. But uh, I thought we shared the ball. A um, couple breakdowns defensively, but. Um, you know, I was pretty happy for a first exhibition game with the way that they played together. And, you know, we're first on the floor, but we shared it. And, uh, you know, those are all good signs. With, with Corey coming off the bench, is that kind of the perfect role for him as that 6 seven fan to provide the scoring without having to have too much responsibility? Well, he could, he could start on 90% of uh, teams in our league. He's a, that caliber player. Um, played the most minutes in our in our game last night, but his spark off the bench, uh, you know, he's uh, brought great energy, shot the ball exceptionally well, was really good in de- on defense. As we know, with our man, he's been really good. And so, I mean, him and Nate Calmes came in and it was, you know, there was no letdown. Um, it was relentless and that's, that's a luxury for sure. Severe Wheeler showed off his passing last night, had seven assists. How much did it open up the offense to have a true point guard like that on the roster? Well, both him and Polly combined for 12 assists and one turnover, and I don't even know if they combined for 40 minutes. I think it was 35. They're pass-first guys. Uh, they're very unselfish. Um, but, yeah, he, um, his speed and his uh, ability to deliver, like it's not just the pass. It's He delivers it on target. And he can create a lot of easier baskets for most of our players. Like between the scrimmage and what you saw last night, where do you feel like the transitions and the changes you're making defensively are at right now? Well, I think, you know, last night, you know, I was, I felt comfortable playing 10 based on how the game was going at the beginning. Um, like I said, when the, uh, when I started making the first couple subs, they were really aggressive on it. Like the defense kept getting. You know, it was, it was good. And there was a lot of energy. And guys were playing exceptionally hard, so that's a luxury. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, uh, I, I just I was really happy. I, I think we have the ability to play 10. Every game's going to be a little bit different, but to have those guys come in and do what they did was, was huge. Hey, um, you know, obviously it's a good problem to have, but how do you – 
keep ten players happy? You know, um, because you didn't have two guys in your rotation last night. You know, we have uh, the coaching staff did a great job of putting this team together, and and we we've got you know it's, it's like Saw and um, and Polly, they're past first guys. That's who they are. That's their nature. You know, Wilhelm. Uh, uh, just plays the right way, you know. It's uh, you know, you, you, you know, you have your system, you play it, and a lot of things you don't promote by the type of people that they are. You know, elite passers, um, uh, help each other, uh, and when you have that, you know, the the other side completely s- sticks out. <laughs> the guy takes a quick shot or makes a selfish play. Uh, but I think that's that's been contagious with our team, and so if we can keep that, I mean, I, I I literally feel really really comfortable. The 12 guys on our roster that are on scholarship right now, a couple I can't play. I I I, I don't know if there's a difference. You know, it's going to be weekly injuries, those types of things. But all of them can impact the game. And we played last night without Braxton and um, and Wesley, uh, two pretty good players, uh, and. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be you know keep everybody happy by winning and uh, promoting the same thing, uh, all in this together. Coaching. I was sitting in the gym last week and Wheeler and Brooks walked by me and I said Kentucky West. They didn't laugh, but um, I still think you having two Kentucky starters, proven starters at that place, a blue blood place, is is a huge thing for your program. And I think guys that are picking all pack uh, pack nine preseason polls, I think. <laughs> Do you not know they have two Kentucky starters? Mm. Could you talk a little bit about that? You know what? Uh, um, Savir, when he was at, originally at Georgia, like literally led the SEC a major conference in assists. And they went to Kentucky and they were a number one seed or a two seed, I think, in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. But he's a true point guard, elite point guard. Uh, yeah, our talent. I mean, they're both All-Americans coming out of high school. Um uh, the thing that I think is is not just Kentucky. You know, he came here last year and he averaged 17 a game. Where at Kentucky he averaged 10, and he kept getting better. And I, I've said this to numerous people since our first year. You know, going into year two, that year we brought back Noel, all freshman. We brought uh, Noah Dickerson, all league, and Matisse Thibel, all defense. Since then, we lost, you know, Isaiah, you lost Jaden McDaniels, then you lost Terrell Brown and Emmett Matthews. Like, we, we lost major key players to a team. And to be able to return Keon Brooks, who was an all-league player, return Braxton Mia, who was an all-defensive player in the league, return Corin Johnson, who was right on the borderline of being all-rookie, returning Frank Kepnong, who, if Braxton was all-league, is an all-league caliber defensive player, that I think is a is a huge part, and then putting the pieces together, like you say, Xavier Wheeler, who's an elite point guard, and Pauly and Moses, the shooting. Um, yeah, I, I, I across the board positionally, I think we're as good as in the upper echelon of our league for sure. Brooks have much in input in getting Wheeler. You know what? In recruiting, it's so funny. People said, "How'd you get Keon Brooks?" Well, he was teammates with Isaiah Stewart. And a lot of times when you're in the portal, it comes back to relationships and trust in a short period of time. And then when Savir was in the portal, Keon Brooks had played with him. Uh, they talked about his experience here and him coming back. And and when uh, Keon Minifield left, the need to have a, an elite point guard and 
from player development with Coach Conroy to uh, one of his favorite players of all time was Isaiah Thomas, and uh, Isaiah was practicing with us last week. So there's so many great, you know, parts of the history here, and wanting to be a part of it and wanting to win big. And um, I think you, you know, a lot still to come. We have a long way to go, but uh, they've been tremendous for sure. Getting back to keep players happy. Do you have some that want to start? Some that don't mind coming off the bench. Some that's all about the minutes. I think uh, I think uh, Frank last year was a great example of a guy who could start on any team in our league. Uh, and Braxton started, but he played more you know played more minutes at the time before he got injured. And it's just it's being selfless. It's one of the things that we talk about in our program. Uh, Corin was I think I put in Anthony Holland. I put in um, uh, uh, Nate Calmes first. KJ, the eighth man last night played the most minutes. And so I think that type of culture, and it could be a, a, any any player on any given night. And I, that's how that's what our depth is. That's what I think we can be. We have that. How do you keep uh, Nate off of the floor? Because it seems like pretty good. Just yeah. I mean, he averaged 17 a game in a Division One. He didn't. They didn't have a great uh, record where he played, but he was a highly efficient player and averaging 17 in Division One. He can play. The thing that I love about him is he plays the right way. If he has a shot, he'll shoot it. If he doesn't, he passes it. It's real simple. Like he knows what he is. We're trying to get him to play better on the defensive end. He's working on it. Um, but he's he's a really good player, Percy for sure. Christian King, is there a chance he could venture? Are you talking about that at all? He's other than Moses. He's probably been our our second best shooter in all of the preseason. And when we were in Europe, he knocked down shots. Like we had, I think he had six threes in one of our games. He's an elite shooter. Uh, uh, you know, two of our best shooters, probably him and, and Moses, in terms of in our five on five, what we chart. Uh, one was one for six, and one was two for eight. And those guys can really shoot, and uh, and we've seen it in game situations. So. I don't, you know, I, I like to have him. Uh, he's a guy who can come in a game and change it really, really quick. And uh, um, he's been he's been a great, great addition. I can tell you that. But Christian, a lot of times shooters just like to hang around the outside. He looks like one who doesn't mind getting in. He got three offensive rebounds last night. Uh, he went in there. He tipped it. He played hard. I think with all freshmen, you just got to get comfortable. That was the first time. You know, you play an exhibition game on the road, and then you come home and you're in your. This is. You know, I went to school right down the street. Uh, so it's pretty special, probably a lot of nerves. You just got to get through that, and that's why we just kept him in there. I kept telling him, you just got to see one go in, and he got one to go in. So I was really, really happy for him and proud of his his progress so far. Do you have a timetable for practice? We think we're, he'll be here for opening night. Perfect. Yeah. And his was an ankle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've talked all, we've talked all off season about needing to be better shooting three. I guess. What have you seen that makes you feel like you guys will be? Because in every game that we've played, we've made 12 or 13. Uh, we had 10 in the first half of our other game. You know, like, listen, you're going to have games where you, you don't make shots. That's just what you can't, you know. we got multiple guys that can make them. I think the way that we're trying to play offensively is there's a lot of rhythm, there's a lot of fun, there's a lot of speed. And when you've got two elite passers, that we have, they're going to get easier ones and easier looks. And I think that's a part of it. Um, uh, for example, our leading three-point shooter last year made 49 and shot at 
Moses Woods, the addition, uh, made 79 and shot 42%. And so you've, uh, and it's a proven over time. Um, and so I think uh, Anthony Holland's a guy who's been shooting the ball exceptionally well too. Um, Corn obviously five for six. Um, you know we've got a lot of options, um, but again, shooting the ball. You know it's going to be cold one day. Finger. You know it's not going to you know, feel good. Uh, but that's why I, I was really the way that we've been playing defense for the most part is where I've been really. You know that's really impressed with where we've hung our hat. Uh, since we've been here on our, on our good teams. And I think that's what's going to carry us with the ability to score. On, on that note, when you guys become coaches, you, you build yourselves into your own people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have your own nuances, different from other coaches. Sure. And you've been the zone guy forever. Right? Mm-hmm. How hard was it for you to give that up? I know you probably looked at the roster and said, I've got all these <laughs> guys going to run the floor. But how hard was it for you to move on from that? Do you know what? As, as a coach, um, I, I remember even um, – my first year here, we were in a, in, a, in, a, in a coaches meeting and we were trying to press. I, I wanted to play how old Louisville played. I wanted to press and go back into a matchup and, and turn you over. And, and uh, we, we decided to go zone and ended up being really good for us the first couple years. Um, but you got to evolve. I mean, I, I've coached with USA Basketball, so you're around Coach Thibodeau and you're around Nate McMillan. You've, you've been around. My high school coach is one of the greatest you know, high school coaches uh, a great man-to-man coach, uh, Jerry Hobby, uh, you know, was with Coach Brown. Uh, coach Brown was wor- working with us at the beginning, uh, b- building it. Uh, uh, Quincy and Dub played the NBA. They're basketball, uh, you know, royalty in the sense of they locally and how they watch the game. And so we just wanted to play more modern style, I think, and really speed up the game. We've got good pressure. We've got good depth, and that will allow – us to also get up and down the court. I think there's a rhythm to it that helps offensively to play man. So, so you were known for the zone. Was it hard to not be known for the zone? No, I mean, you got to evolve. And, and uh, I want to win. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, and, and we got to be able to do it. And it doesn't mean that we won't play zone because we have a good zone team. It could help us win two or three games this year. Um, I, I, you know, it's all. I think we got to have a. You got to have a fastball, and you got to have a good off-speed, off-speed pitch, because uh, certain teams will start getting comfortable. And, uh, but I love. You know what? I want. I want to be known uh, as a winner, and do what's best for this program and this team. And and man to man is it. And uh, so anyway, I'm just excited. Coach Brown is that Larry Brown? Yeah. So what? What impact did he have to say? Well, Jerry had worked with him for five years uh, at SMU, and so you know uh, we had we had worked with Coach Brown. And the thing with Coach Brown is, is you know he likes to protect the paint and, and uh, the three point sh- you know the three point shots open. I like to take away <laughs> the three point shot, and so you know it's an interesting dynamic. But uh, his knowledge and uh, on the game and, and our staff. Uh, you know, he'd been with us for eight weeks before we went to Europe, and it just really helped us design it, put it together, and how we were going to build it every day. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's been big for us. Ben Lee's a new addition to your staff. Can you yep. tell us a little bit about Ben and what's his specialty? Ben is one of those young coaches uh, that's relentless in terms of relationship building on the recruiting trail, but also a guy like, you know, 
you're, you know, you get in, and I remember being young in the in the business, at the beginning. You just wanted to prove to the world that you could do it. And he's he's the guy. He's, he's in the office at five thirty six in the morning. Uh, if you say we need to go recruit over here, over here, he's the first one on the plane. He's going. He's giving you feedback. He's great at relationships, so our, our presence has been felt a lot more in terms of on the road. And uh, and a guy who's a really good basketball coach, very organized, and uh, lucky to have him. And he was in our GA program, uh, just like Megan Black over there. People that you've you've trained, they've been part of, of what you do, and you bring them on board, and uh, they know you, they know what you're all about. Um, they work well with people, and we love them. You also had Anthony Iglesias as a GA. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and so he's he's been working with us. He, you, you watch him. I don't know some of the drills he does, but uh, you know he's he's a uh, he's going to be a really good coach one day. You touched on it, but it's Frank on a pitch count moving forward. Do you want to keep it for ten minutes, or is it? No, I, I you know again, I just uh, he just started practicing and stuff like that, and just being careful. And Wilhelm's been playing really really well, and you know just you know want him to get get some reps, be out there. And uh, Braxton will be coming back, and so we'll have three pretty good uh, <laughs> frontliners. Is it, is it fair to say he's not fully 100% yet, or is he 100% but you're just not? No, he's 100%. He can go. He's, 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 I'm telling him, Frank, <laughs> Frank, we need to talk. Frank, <laughs> he goes out there, and he, he knows one way how to play. And, uh, you know, he did a rundown block the other day that was like, you know, you're just, you know, anyway. You've got a, a new athletic director. Have you guys had a chance to talk about the vision for us? I haven't. Uh, I met, uh, obviously, really excited uh, uh, for Troy. thought his press conference was unbelievable. I had a chance to spend probably an hour with him, and we're going to have meetings these next weeks. Um, but uh, not have never sat down with him and, and talked about the vision of the program at all. Probably one of the things it's got to do is get that facility built that's been promised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the final stages of that in terms of, uh, so we're excited about that. It's huge, huge. And so that's a go. When was that? Is it a rough idea? 25. Uh, spring. spring of 25. Okay. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. I think there was a, a lot of attention. Not a lot of attention, but it is notable when working out that Larry was working with you guys. Yeah. Um, well, so was there conversations about the, that developing more the uh, Yeah, the biggest thing is we just wanted somebody that, uh, you know, like anything, like people can sit there and say, okay, I watch my zone tape or our zone, and, and they can think they can go teach it. There's so many different nuances and, and then how you build it on a day-to-day -day basis, right? And so this, uh, this is what we were going to do, and this is what we were committed to do. Let's... Let's go find one of the greatest of all time. And we were lucky to have known him through Jerry and, uh, and came in. And like I said, for the first eight weeks, we went. We, you know, designed how we want to do it. I mean, you know, we've, we've changed three or four times just based on our personnel and seeing uh, what we were able to do. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, Coach Conroy and Coach Hobby do a great job teaching it every day. And uh, their energy and their knowledge and the way that they get these guys to play is, is pretty pretty darn good. And to see the results from being in Europe and seeing there, I think we're just scratching the surface of where we can be on the defensive end, especially with our depth. Any other questions for Coach?
Thank you, Coach. Go dog football. Let's go. Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.